Today is... What we've got here is failure to communicate. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Tough, unique, bad, bold, and sassy. 60% of the time, it works every time. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Take the pain. Take the pain! Have you ever seen a grown man naked? Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! Today, Junior? It's too late to turn back now. It's the Brian Hank Show. Indeed it is, indeed it is. Hello, hello there. Live and on tape from beautiful Whitehall Drive here in the lovely city of Kinston, North Carolina. Today is hump day. It's Wednesday, August the 23rd in the year of our Lord 2023. This is episode 913 of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. My co-hosts, John Dawson and Jonathan Massey. Why? They'll be joining me at the end of the second hour today for the birthday game. Already been messaging with uh, John Dawson, and I'll give you guys that here in a minute. Uh, we've no, we have another great show for you here today, and both guests that we're going to have today are going to be joining us here in our plush, well-lit, and well-protected studio here on Whitehall Drive. Right here in our first hour in just a few minutes, we're going to be joined by our good friend Michael Martin. Uh, our regular Wednesday guest, and man, uh, I'm excited. We've got a lot to talk to him about. We've got the start of the NFL season coming up. We've got ECU football right around the corner, headed up to number two, Michigan. I want to get his thoughts on that. Uh, man, we may even talk some high school football. Uh, uh, he's a big Parrot Academy guy, and Parrot Academy starts their season at, uh, at, well, they've already started their season. They played this past Friday night Ew, uh, in a not-so-great win or a not-so-great loss, but they are going to be opening their home season on uh, Friday at Hodges Field. Uh, man, that, that, that's, that came kind of negative, didn't it? No, Parrot Academy, defending state champions. They lost their last game of uh, – or the first game of the season last year, won 11 straight. I foresee something like that this year, so – I don't know why I felt like that was I was coming out of the gate. I look, coming out of the gate there a little bit negative. But anyway, Michael Martin joining us uh, here in just a few minutes, and he'll be with us through the end of our first hour. And then uh, in our second hour, man, he's not been on here in a minute. I'm very excited to have him back. Uh, the Down East Wood Ducks are back at home uh, for a six-game home stand, and very excited to have our very good friend uh, John Clemens uh, on Guys, I, you want to talk about how fast this summer has gone along or whatever. Man, we are – there are only two home stands left in the season. The one that just started last night was a 6-3 to three loss to uh, Fayetteville at Historic Granger Stadium. And then one uh, next month uh, on, or on September the 5th that will go all the way through September 10th. And then the playoffs. That's right. I said playoffs. Uh, so, man, you got to get – in the interest of full disclosure, you know what? I'll get to that in a second when we uh, do our uh, recap of uh, last night's game. But they did lose last night 6-3. to three. Uh, But John Clemens joining us in our second hour uh, live here. Like I said, both Michael Martin and John Clemens both joining me live here and with, uh, with Molly Ringwald, Hughes Hanks, the puppy dog, and executive producer Linda Whittington and myself. So uh, we've got a, got a good show for you here today. Very excited about this. 
Uh, let do not. I tell you what, I'm going to go ahead and jump into uh, the funny thing that uh, John that I was messaging with John and Jonathan about. So you know, and I hope you've been enjoying it. We switched over to uh, uh, VSEN, the VSEN Network, uh, the Vegas Sports and Information Network. We started that uh, 9 a.m. this past Monday, and I hope you enjoyed it. I got to tell you, I was just listening. Uh, in fact, I got kind of engrossed in it, and it's going to affect my. Uh, Oh, man, Michael Martin, I am so glad you're here. You're going to get a kick out of what you're getting ready to listen to, okay? No, it's good. It's funny, and it makes fun of me, so I know you're going to like it, okay? <laughs> so, anyway, uh, as Michael Martin is getting geared up here, ooh, ooh, I should mute that. Oh, uh, everybody heard. How you doing, How you doing, Eminem? I'm good, my man. I'm good. Uh, turn it down. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. That's right. Jonathan was in there. Is that yeah, better? Man. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> you got to remember, Jonathan is deaf. So he, no joke. I've got I you. I will be too if I keep listening like that. <laughs> I, you're at 55% right now on the, uh, just on the right. Earphone. It was 80 before. So that tells you uh, what was going on there. So uh, I was starting to tell everybody the story. You're going to get a kick out of this. So, you know, have you listened to us? We've switched over from CBS Sports Network to VSEN, the Vegas Sports Information Network. Uh, the whole channel is uh, 960 The Bull. I've I read about it. I don't think of outside of this show i don't think i've heard it well and that's that's my concern no and that's fine i mean and a lot of people do that and i've talked to people and i'm like hey and i dude don't get it twisted i appreciate by the way you do know our most listened to uh, first hour segment every week <laughs> sincerely wow that's you, awesome you bring the listeners that's michael awesome. i appreciate that but uh, but and that's and I love it. Don't get it twisted. I love that people listen to us either at seven to nine a.m. when we do this thing live, or from three to five p.m. when we do the replay. And I appreciate that. But but a lot of times they just cut it off, or they'll you know they'll if they're they'll put it on satellite radio, or they'll listen to a podcast or something like that. Here has been my challenge, and I'm going to I can personally challenge you. Yeah, give Vsin an hour. Pick an hour anytime if it's right after our show, uh, either one of the renditions of it or whatever. I don't know. You're not. Are you a sports better at all? I'm or? not. Okay. I mean, I, now, now it's coming I, in January. Oh, I'm aware, and yeah. and it's not that I'm opposed to it. Yeah. I mean, I just I don't have the disposable income to do it. I, and but you can make some disposable. No, 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 yeah, no I'm, joking. Right. I'm joking. Exactly, no, exactly. Is- but yeah, I do. Um, I do find things like that interesting it, it, from the perspective of an average sports fan to to see cuz here's the thing Vegas doesn't lose you know how that, do you think they've built all right, those palaces right and, exactly yeah. and so consequently <laughs> yeah you know, to hear you know their thoughts on the upcoming NFL season to see what you know the chances of so and so winning you know from a golf fan's perspective you know to see you know, the odds of a certain team making it or a college football fan, you know, I think I saw where uh, where our ECU Pirates are picked, you know, it, I think it's like 4,000 to 1 to win hey, the conference. And oh, no, so, I thought you were talking um, about the Michigan game coming up. Oh, no, that's, you know. <laughs> but, but, you know, but think about the type of experience that's going to be for those guys just to get to go to Ann Arbor and yeah. play in the big house. That's That's – that's awesome. But 
Um, but I think the last time I saw, and I'll look it up as you keep talking, I think they were 34-and-a-half-point underdogs, dude. And, and you know, and, and given the, uh, the the type of transition that's taking place over in Greenville with Coach Houston's team, I mean, you know, you had a lot of attrition from last year's team. Um, you know, and, I, and, and they – they lost not only a ton of talent, but but leadership as well with um, with with Holt Naylor's uh, you know graduating. Who I is mean, now playing for the Seattle Seahawks? How about and, that? And play, and, and 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 seems to be playing fairly well. Um, so that's exciting. And Keith Mitchell's doing great things with uh, with uh, Scott Whittington's Baltimore Ravens and. Um, and then you know, I, I think it's um, C.J. Johnson and uh, Isaiah um, Winstead. You know, two you know the top two wide receivers from last year's team. And then you know, probably the most talented player on defense, Malik Fleming, transferring to Houston. I mean, those are you know that is that's a stout a stout hill to to try to climb to to maintain relevance um but yeah i i think i think like in baseball with coach guy when i think we've got a tremendous coach and mike houston over there i think given the opportunity this is we're going into his fifth year so you're starting to see his players um making up the roster primarily i guess they're they're probably a couple of you know covid seniors remaining on that team but for the most part you're looking at um a a roster made up primarily of players that were recruited um exclusively you know primarily by mike houston and so that's uh that that's gonna be an interesting thing to see if there's a uh you know a shift in the offensive philosophy you know with Holton leaving I think you know was he there for like 12 years I mean (laughs) I think it was uh I I think when you when you look back at Holton Naylor's career you know with um his uh his his time barking at I I don't know Molly girl hey Molly girl come here She's trying to protect the house as well. There she's you go. I told you we're well protected here on Whitehall Drive. Okay? Her and Ray Lewis, you must protect this house. But, <laughs> you um, but, you know, I, I think that it's going to be interesting to see, you know, um, we've got some great receipt. I mean, great running backs coming back with Marlon Gunn and um, Rajay Davis, I think, is uh, the other uh, – other running back, but you're also replacing four offensive linemen. I think there's only one returning offensive lineman. Um, so for to me to hear that, to hear ECU pick that high, that's that's actually a compliment to Houston or Mike Houston. I oh, think absolutely, so. I think so. And and you know, I, I went through and 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 we're, was checking out some stuff the other day, and yeah, you know, I think it was CBSSports uh, dot com. You know, they had their eight experts on the AAC hard to believe that there's eight experts on the AAC at uh, cbssports.com but yeah I mean I saw us picked as high as third really with losing I, all that talent I also as saw as us picked as low as ninth okay in the AAC I don't so know how many teams are in the AAC now is it? probably about 30 I don't know <laughs> I, I think there are 12 
Um, but it's um, it's going to be interesting, and I and I think I think it gives I think it gives us some optimism to see, you know, that wide a range of of picks from those whom are considered to be experts. Uh, it, it's an incredibly tough schedule. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You started at Michigan. Right. He started the number two team in the nation. You know, and, I mean, and that, then I don't know if it's the second game, but yeah, you know, I think after Michigan, I know we go to Appalachian State, which, mm-hmm. gosh, you know they they've really turned into a uh, 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 quite the team. I mean, you think about the opening game for Appalachian State last year, playing North Carolina. And uh, actually, sorry, I apologize. We we the Pirates have uh, Michigan in the first game, and then it's Marshall, which I think is going to be a fun game. Marshall travels well. I mean, well, and I and I think I think the Marshall game, and then um, and then I think I'm, I'm having trouble. Yep, no, I've got it right up. here in front of me. You're right. Uh, September second uh, at Michigan. It's a noon game. Which is going to be, it's not going to be on NBC. It's not going to be on ABC or ESPN. You know what it's going to be on, right? The only place you can watch the ECU-Michigan game. What's that? Peacock. Jeez. That is not a joke, dude. So, I mean, if you want to watch But it is. Game, it sort of <laughs> is, dude. And I, I, I got to tell you, I mean, I it is what it is. I mean, we're in that age of uh, streaming now. and But it's just frustrating that, you know, you can't just turn on your cable TV or even I've got uh, – direct tv and we have hulu so i mean yeah. it's it, but i'm gonna have to buy if i want to watch that game i'm either gonna have to go to somebody's house hey you know whose house we could go to don't you who's that danny rice yeah danny, no danny's gonna be at the game in michigan so let's see if i'll find out if he's got peacock okay the real question <laughs> is um the real question is is Kinston's own, the son of Kinston, <laughs> Hall of Fame bat boy, Scott Whittington, is he going to be? I think he's still in the running for it. I don't know if he, they've given him a definitive answer yet, but he's in the running for it. I know. You got to remember, this is his first year being in an equipment. And you know what? And I have followed um, his activity over there, and, and oh, his it's been awesome. Good. His it's snaps been, are good. Yeah. It's been awesome to see. Yet, uh, I'm not a snapper. Um, what? I'm a, you need to get on Snapchat, uh, dude. It's I'm fun, good, man. I'm hey, good. hey, hey, Michael, I'll, I'll send you some pictures, okay? <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, you don't want those pictures, it, though, do you? It, it, oh, well, look, buddy, I, I, I don't want you to shut down the internet. Um, but, yeah, but sitting here looking at the schedule, my wife, who is a uh, proud alumnus of Appalachian State, wanted, oh, I didn't know that. wanted me to let everyone know that uh, Appalachian State actually beat Michigan in the opener for 2007 in case anyone for, had forgotten that. And Lord help <laughs> all of us. If, uh, if our pirates don't give a respectful, uh, you know, effort you're going to be the underdog. Oh, oh, I mean, well, it, no, no, not soundly. just the Michigan game. Right. I'm talking about the Appalachian game. Yeah. I, so I, I've got the schedule pulled up now for the pirates and yeah, you know, I've got to feel like, um, yeah, obviously, I, I think that even the proudest uh, Pirate fan that has to 
view that Michigan game likely as a as a defeat. And probably pretty sound. You know what? Let's play this game, Michael Martin. Let's go game by game through the Well, we did this schedule. last year and I, I and I said nine wins for the Pirates. What did they get? They Eight and five. Yeah, that's so. So I mean, off. you know, I, I I'm not ashamed of that at all. Um, and, and you know, and there were quite a few of those games last year that um came down to the end, and and you know, I think that team could have easily won at least one or two more games. I mean, you think about the Navy game, and there were, they, I will there say it to the day ones. I die, Michael Martin. I'll give you the first time if a kicker flubs up a game. No, Mike. If a kicker flubs up a game for you the first time, you know what? That's on you. Or, I mean, that's on the kicker. It is what it is. But you give that kicker a chance to mess up a game a second time, that's on your coaching staff, dude. Well, so I'll give you the one loss where he misses the extra point against uh, NC State that could have, uh, you know, that could have sent that game to overtime. That is what it is. But you gave him a chance another time, and he yeah. messed it up for you, too. And it, it took – the coaching staff wasn't until the seventh or eighth game of the season to realize they needed to get another kicker in there. It was very frustrating. But, yeah, you, know, you look at that. Whoa, hey, I just got – you want some breaking news? I wish I had a breaking news thing. Dun, 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 dun. Scott is going to Michigan. Oh, How there about you that? go. Hall of Fame bat boy, son of Kinston, Scott Whittington. There you go. Is going to Michigan as part of the uh, ECU equipment staff. That is awesome. Go north, young man. Go north. Go north, young man. But go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but we had the breaking news come in. Right I mean, there. I you can't. With you. You, you can't. You know, news <laughs> happens and it happens it's fast. Not, it does. And when it does, fast. it will break on the Brian Hanks show. There you go. Uh, but yeah, you, know, you look at. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Whoa, 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 wait a minute. Uh, another, give me another breaking news. Dun, 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 dun. Okay, it was Linda who said that he was going, and then Scott just texted me and said, "Who told you that?" Ah, uh, uh, okay, check so your sources. Yeah, I should have checked check. your sources. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> well, my source there was Linda Whittington. That sources said, tell me that said he was good. There you go. And now, okay, so can we retract that then? So maybe it's not official yet. It hopefully he does, but uh, whew, this has been a, just a uh, uh, Scotty trust mama. <laughs> there you go, Scotty you trust go. mama. Maybe she knows something that he doesn't. I know. mean, you know. It's, uh, it, it, we always have hope. I've so. interrupted your point now three times. So please, Mike Martin, make your point I, that you've been trying to so make. So I think that week two uh, against Marshall is probably, you know, I, th- I think that's an incredibly important game for the Pirates this year. Uh-huh. Um, I, I think that, you know, it, that how they respond to what happens in Michigan, and that could go either way. Oh yeah, you know, I, you know, you go into Michigan and and you get smoked, then you know you could you, you're on the risk of losing that team. You know, spirit, or you know, or you have a really close game and you get this false sense of security because it is the first game of the season and. Um, and there's been a lot of controversy associated with uh, Michigan with Coach Harbaugh. Um, yeah, I think uh, yeah he's he's facing some potential NCAA sanctions. I did see where uh, the team has self-imposed a three-game suspension to start the season for him. So Coach Harbaugh won't be on the sidelines for the Michigan Wolverines against the Pirates. But can, can I tell you this didn't affect the point spread one? Not and, even a half point. And nor, nor should it. I mean, okay. I, I think if 
you were to uh I think if you were to to talk to any great coach um they have people in place that oversee the operations of that team and and yeah when you get down to the um when you get down to the to the in-game decisions being made for the most part I think most of those decisions are made by committee between the um offensive and defensive coordinators and the head coach so you know I mean I I think there's a slight bit of disrespect for the Pirates uh not seeing any movement on the line um with with Harbaugh suspension but but I think any real college football fan or sports fan in general knows that um that there's a lot of people that have a um a say in what takes place and uh and so consequently I think there will be a um a unified voice on the sidelines for the University of Michigan in that game regardless of whether it's coach Harbaugh or or, or some of his staff members but I think the the more important game is is the Marshall game. Well, I tell you what, let, let's go week by week. I okay. want to play this little exercise here. I think anybody in real reality, all that. Hey, if East Carolina beats Michigan, it's going to be on par with that Appalachian State win at Michigan. But it's going to be on I, par with some of the biggest upsets in the history of college football. Don't you think? I think you're exactly right, and I think the difference is that you know is that it's happened to Michigan before. So I think that the Pirates are a little bit of a disadvantage at a little bit of a disadvantage because yeah you know, it it's going to be talked about um leading into that game it's going to be uh highly covered you know the fact that a team from North Carolina has gone to the big house before being heavy heavy underdogs and come out with a win so there, there. The sneak attack is over, and you know. Well, the thing is, with you know these kids that are playing for Michigan now, they don't know anything about that. Oh, not a thing game. in the world. They don't, but, but you got to think it's going to. You were talking about the big house. It's going to. Let's say you're in the fourth quarter and it's thirty-seven, thirty-five, uh, Michigan. And uh, ECU's on a on a drive with three minutes left to go in the game. I'm, the ghosts, what I'm saying 37-35, two-point game, a field yeah. goal wins it. The ghosts of 2007 will be whispering <laughs> uh, with great vigor. There's no doubt about that at that point. But, but yeah, let's be realistic. I, you know, I feel like that's probably going to be a loss for the Pirates. But then you okay, go. That, that's where I'm going to go. Okay, so 0-1 on September yeah. 2nd. September yeah. 9th, Mar- uh, ECU opens the home schedule against Marshall. And it's a four o'clock game. That means a lot of good tailgating before the game and everything. Yeah. What you got, Marshall ECU? You know, I, so Marshall is going to be favored in that game. Yep. Um, they've got a, a quite a bit more experience. But yeah, I think the Pirates. I think the Pirates can get that one. I think that's a game that, that the Pirates can win. I think it's honestly a game that the Pirates must win. But I think. You're really? saying a must-win game in week two of the season. I, I think. Wow. I, I think that if the Pirates want to to be bowl eligible, and I think if if they want to have a, a winning record, I think that's a game that they're going to need to win. But I think 
the biggest um I, I think the the biggest concern for me so we're gonna be outmanned, out athlete that you know, at Michigan. You know, Mason Garcia, Marlon Gunn, um oh gosh, who's the other running back? Um I should know. I should Davis, definitely know since I I'm, think. Um and, anyway, but go ahead. And uh you know, but those guys coming out of Michigan healthy is gonna be the biggest thing in my opinion. It's so far. I'll give you an example. I was talking to South Lenore head football coach uh, Will Harrell, and this is a very good comparison. I know you're saying, why are you going from ECU to South Lenore? But I'll tell you why. South Lenore, you know, hasn't had a lot of good history in football over the past few years, over the last 10 or 12 years. Although Coach Harrell's doing a good job of getting them turned around, kind of like what Coach Houston's doing at ECU. Listen, we already know. Will Harrell knows when South Lenore lines up against Wallace Rose Hill, who is picked to be probably to win the state championship this year. He even says, you know what? We just want to come out of that game healthy. We know we've got, you know, he wouldn't, I put words in his mouth here, but you know, there probably would be 42 point underdogs or whatever going into that game. Then, uh, uh, so uh, same thing here with ECU and Michigan, ECU just wants to come out of that game healthy. They really do. I mean, show well and do all that. But they don't want to get and anybody a, hurt at Michigan. The same thing with South Lenore. And it's a great experience for those kids, you know, in both cases. I think what's important, you know, if you're Coach Harold over at South Lenore is to say, hey, look, you're going to get the opportunity to see yourself against a state championship quality team. The Pirates are going to get to see themselves, you know, in a national championship yep. quality team. Because I feel like, you know, I mean, Michigan uh, – on on the CBS Sports app, you know, they're preseason ranked number two in the country. Yeah, well, and AP also, hey, a uh, uh, listener just sent this in. It's Gerald Green. You got the last name right. I think you said Green, didn't you? Gerald Green, he's a transfer in from Georgia Southern. No, no, no. This is this is the running back who, um, oh, gosh, he was, all, he was with the Pirates last year, and he tore his ACL. He had five touchdowns through the first five games. Oh, okay. Um, and, and it, it's just a, uh, anyway, anyway, uh, yeah. Rajay Harris, Raj Harris. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank yeah. you very much. But no, uh, yeah. And, 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 you know, the pirates do have, you know, several, hey, who can we thank for that? Matt Beeman. There you go. Head football coach of Rendell Parrot Academy. Steeman Beeman. Steven Beeman. <laughs> thank you, coach Beeman. Uh, but you know, it is, it's, uh, it's a really good opportunity, I think, for you know, for both teams, South Lenore, as we were talking about again, you know, going up against Wallace Wallace Rose Hill and and the Pirates going up against Michigan. Yeah, you know, to see where your program is right now. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, you know, and that's incredibly important in order to in order to determine your trajectory for this season, but also to see, you know, where where we need to go to be the team we want to be down the road. I think that for the Pirates, it's going to be a good opportunity for us to transition from, you know, an offensive style that that put the ball in the air a lot where we can rely a little bit more on our running backs this year because you're going to have, um, you know, three solid running backs in that room with Marlon Gunn, uh, Rajay Harris, and, and uh, Gerald Green, the transfer, coming in. Yeah, and we also have um is it Jalen Jalen Johnson, the uh wide receiver transfer from Georgia. 
yeah, there's 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 talent on the team, um, but but you know you're making a a very significant um, transition. So after Marshall, so you're saying Marshall's a win? I, yeah, I think it, that's my heart pick. Okay, my heart pick. How about yeah, you? So that's one and one. I, yep. I think so too. I mean, and I wasn't picking on you when I said you're calling a, a week two game a must win, but. When you consider that you're going to Boone the week after, you do not want to start a season 0-3. Absolutely You not. just don't. So, I'm with you. I think easy. But I, I also think Marshall's either going to be favored or it's going to be just right there. Vegas is going to say it's a pick em or something Absolutely. like that. But you know what? I got uh, faith in the Pirates. I've got a win there, so that's 1-1. One one. Okay, Boone, Appalachia State on September the 16th where the house is divided at Martin Manor. It is. It is. <laughs> and, you know, and, and that's going to be – yeah, I, I do think Appalachian <laughs> State will probably be fairly heavily favored. Um, I would say probably double digits. Yeah. I'd say nine or ten uh, points but, probably. But interestingly, you know, they're replacing a quarterback um, from last year's team. Um, so I, I think it's going to be closer than most folks expect it, but Appalachian State's a tough place to play. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, think, I, I think I'm going to have to – Side with my bride on this one. I think that um, side with the bride. I think Appalachian State will will likely pull that one off, and then yeah, you so have that's a, that's one and two. I don't even think we need to spend more than twenty seconds yeah, on think, this. And nothing against Gardner Webb. I covered dude. I covered Gardner Webb football for golly from nineteen ninety three to two thousand two when I moved here. So I'm intimately and uh, I know a lot about Gardner Webb. Gardner Wave has no chance. That's going to be. Nah, that's going to be. I don't even know if they'll put that spread on the board. I doubt I'm not it. sure. I'm not sure Gardner Webb is D one. They may be one double A or whatever they call it. FCS. Yeah. So two and two. Then after the Gardner Webb game, then a big game uh, September 30th as ECU goes to Rice. And, and yeah, you know, I think this. I think this is another game where. How they how the Pirates look in the first four games of the season is going to be very impactful on what the prognosticators say. I, I think Rice will probably be favored since you know they are at home, but I do think this is a game that the Pirates can win, and and I think this is where you're really going to see uh, the development of Mason Garcia. I think that you know at this point in the season, four games in, you're going to see. Um, him. Uh, I think you're going to see him starting to develop, and yeah, you know, he's a sophomore, but he's been on campus for two years now, I think already. And and you know he got to play behind, you know, one of the one of the great quarterbacks in East Carolina history. So I I think he's going to uh, to have benefited from that time behind Holt Nailers, and I, I think that I'm going to be optimistic and say the Pirates get a win there. There you go. So three and two after the September 30th. I'll tell you what, let's take a break real quick. I've got to thank our title sponsor of the Brian Absolutely. Hayes Show, Lenore Community College. LCC, for more than 65 years, has helped men and women in our area tangibly improve their lives. LCC's mission is to meet the personal, cultural, and professional educational needs of its students through affordable, accessible, and innovative educational programs. LCC has its main campus right here in Kenston at 231 Highway 58 South, but it also has satellite campuses in Greene County and Jones County. Call LCC at 252-527-6223. 
visit their website at lenorecc.edu or visit one of their beautiful campuses in Kinston, Snow Hill, or Trenton to find out how you can change your life today. Thank you so much to Richie Honeycutt, Dr. Rusty Hunt, Catherine Pearson, all our friends over at Lenore Community College for being the title sponsor of the Brian Hanks Show. Let's get back to it. Here we've got Mike oh, look, I, I've got to get a shout-out to LCC as well. Okay, so, please, please. Uh, three former East Carteret Mariners are going to be part of uh, of the Lancers baseball program this year. Um, Alex Dones. Brody Nelson, whom uh, I inadvertently got the PA announcer at um, Granger Stadium to call him Brady Nelson last <laughs> night, and Jacob Nelson as well. Um, those uh, those three young men. Um, so Saturday, Saturday I broke them into Lenore County. I took them to breakfast at Lovick's. Our good friend Steve Lovick. Who's a huge baseball fan? His son, a, uh, a a former first baseman for our EC Pirate baseball team, and um, so we we took those boys down and and had breakfast their first morning in Kinston, and then last night, um, Michaela and I, uh, thanks to Brooks Pool. That's why you meant it. You messaged yeah, me. Yeah, I, I was hoping you'd be there. Yeah, yeah. thanks to Brooks Pool and and the Water Pool Realty folks allowed us to use their box and. Uh, take those boys to the ball game last night. We had a great time. They start workouts on Friday. Wow! And uh, you know, fall baseball uh, <sighs> will be over at, uh, at at Lenore Community College coming up soon, and and it's exciting. It's great for a for a, a former East East Carteret Mariner to uh, to have some young young fellas in town that I can talk sports with. Uh, there's a lot of dance talk at the Martin house and, um, <laughs> and, and, and so, uh, Lily Grace and Michaela have, have kindly let, um, me, uh, me hang out with those guys a little bit here lately. And, um, hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll see a lot more of, maybe we can have, uh, maybe we can get those guys in here and chat on the brian hank show one morning i, I think it'd be a lot it. of fun I tell you what now you know who else would love that greg clemens who is a uh, big carteret county guy hey he's carter mariner, mariner himself in yes, fact uh, his son john clemens uh who will what, be following you today here on the show and, and john was the first one to greet those guys yesterday i mean yesterday afternoon when uh we, we went to historic granger stadium and we had a great time uh, well, they probably remember the him. They just graduated. He spoke at their graduation. How about that? Yep. How about that? Well, he was their speaker. So anyway, let's jump back here to, uh, to the Pirates. To the Pirates. You have them following the uh, uh, Rice game on September 30th. You have them three and two. Then they have a week. Actually, they have, uh, what, about 13 days off on a Thursday night ESPN game. The whole nation We'll be looking at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium on Thursday, October the twelfth at seven thirty. Hopefully, SMU. my buddy, yeah, hopefully my buddy Danny Rice will uh, will be able to get me a ticket for that one. That would be a fun one. To be, there you go. I want to be a part know, of. Uh, Linda and I got season tickets. Oh. We had them last year, and we got them this year too, dude. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. you know, the son of Kinston's on the uh, sidelines. We got go. to be there. There you go. But uh, SMU the, again, no joke. The the eyes of the nation will be on. Uh, SMU or will be on uh, ECU at Dowdy Ficklin as uh, it's the night of the Boneyard SMU versus ECU. There's no way they lose that game, is there? I, you know, I think I think we've got a reasonable shot at being uh, maybe future, three and two. Future? Well, no, we're already three and two after the Rice game, isn't it? But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's three and two after the Rice game, yeah. so this would make them four and two if they beat SMU. 
And it <laughs> and if six games in, uh, we're four and two. You're giddy, aren't you? Uh, every everything east of Raleigh should be purple. There I mean, it is uh, that that will be outstanding. And then there's another home game after that against uh, uh, my alma mater, uh, the Charlotte 49ers. Which, by the way, I mean, I have I am probably the worst in allegiance to his uh, college alma mater. I mean, dude, because look, tell him what's on my arm. Oh yeah, go who's yeah Wahoos. go who's UVA and I've adopted ECU. I mean, I'm a season ticket holder in football for the second year in a row. And you know what, dude, I'll be I'll be pulling for ECU versus Charlotte uh, that game. And I think uh, that's a win too. So and you're that, five and two after October 21st. And dude. and this is this will be UNC Charlotte's first year in the AAC yeah. for yeah. So that's been uh, in the Sun Belt before that, right? So then, uh, Texas San Antonio the following Saturday. We're on the road. That's a tougher team. Than yeah. And, 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 well, no, I no, I do. I think okay. I, I think that's probably a loss. I mean, yeah. and you know, I think when you look at this schedule, you know, so East Carolina going to Michigan, um, then Rice. That's a that's Texas, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's Houston, Texas. Yeah, so yeah, it is yeah. Houston. So you know the the first four road games for the Pirates. You know we got we got to Michigan, we got to Appalachian State. So that's not quite the travel. But then you go to Texas, and you go to Texas again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know with with the the makeup of this team and and a lot of new players and new positions i think that is potentially a uh, a roadblock for this team uh that amount of travel you know yeah. we talked to chris hatcher last week about you know the the strain of of travel in minor league baseball but yeah you take and 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 let's not fool ourselves into thinking that the makeup of the roster over in Greenville are, you know, kids who are primarily from the Eastern part of North Carolina. That's, you know, this is a, this is a team that is made up of, of, of athletes from all over the country. Uh, you know, the, the recruiting is much different than it was in the eighties and nineties where, you know, you were a lot of in-state kids and so on. But yeah, you know, I think that um, I I think regardless, you know, young guys and that type of travel travel strain could impact them. So I do think that Texas San Antonio will be a loss. Well, that makes them five and three then going into the last uh, third last four of the games. Season. And and you know, I think Tulane is yeah. This is probably the first time, if I'm looking at it correctly, that. East Carolina will face a, um, a, a, a returning quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, no, pardon me, Michigan, Michigan's quarterback will be back from last season. But, you know, so four, two, four, six. Yeah. You know, for six straight games, they'll be facing teams that are, with returning quarterbacks, then, you know, you've got Texas San Antonio with uh, their quarterback, Harris, coming back, who is who has tremendous numbers. I mean, threw for over 40, I mean, for uh, 4,000 yards and 32 touchdowns. 
and, and then you bring in Tulane, two, two yeah, uh, Pratt, who threw for over 3,000 yards and 27 touchdowns. Um, and, and as a dual threat quarterback, he almost, you know, he also had almost 500 yards and 10 touchdowns on the ground. You know, so back to back veteran quarterbacks who are, are big time playmakers. Uh, I, I think that's going to be consecutive losses for the Pirates, which will have a standing at five and four going, um, going down to Florida, uh, to play Florida Atlantic. And, um, and I think that's a game they should win. Yeah, I'm looking at your uh, – in fact, you encouraged me to, to – well, you didn't encourage – I don't know if you knew you encouraged me to do it, but uh, – I'm the winner beneath your wings. There you go. The <laughs> CBS, I'm looking at these eight experts who picked, uh, you know, the how everybody's going to finish in the uh, AAC, and almost to a person, everybody has Florida Atlantic down low. Yeah. Down low in the, in the bottom four. So, so yeah, I give that a win. So, then you're six and four at Navy. Yeah, a team that broke our heart last year. Can we go to Annapolis and break their heart this year and make it? Well, we're bowl eligible with that sixth win uh, at FAU, if you've got that right, six and four. So at least whatever happens in these last two weeks of the season, we're bowl eligible. Right. And um, so if I'm not mistaken, is this the first year uh, since uh, Navy replaced their football coach? So it, that, that's so above ne- my pay. I should know that, and I don't. So, so Brian Newberry is is the coach at Navy now. I think, um, I, I I think that this is his first season replacing Coach uh, Ken. Yeah, uh, I want you to try to get that name. Go ahead. Have just say their previous coach. You can uh, be nebulous. No, it's Nuamataloha. <laughs> ah, okay. Um, no, I, I'm a Southern Baptist. <laughs> <laughs> that's a john dawson line there I stole you that go. John. There yeah you go. uh but no yeah that and and Niamaloto was there for if you say it fast it comes out well Dude, it's good um but you know he was there for gosh i don't know 10 years maybe and and, and you know navy but navy in my opinion plays a style of offense that is always going to be difficult for east carolina because you know you, you you've got to be you've got to be an incredibly smart defense an incredibly disciplined defense. And I do think that this year's defense may actually be the strength of our team. You know, they do have, uh, have several returning starters. Um, and, uh, and so I'm excited to see what, what our defense can do, but you know, I, as much as I love the Pirates. Oh, man, call it a win. Call it a win. You know I, you want to. I, I, look, it, it, this is a game where, you know, my head tells me it is likely going to be a loss, and if we get a win, then. But, yeah. dude, looking at standings, and I know standing or predictions, predictions mean nothing. The highest person is has Navy finishing sixth, and then there's someone that has Navy finishing as low as 11th. And by the way, it's a 14-team league. I don't know why I was thinking it was 12, but a 14-team. But, dude, I think that's a winnable game, dude. Well, uh, if you want to have some real trivia, yeah, you, let's have name the teams in the AAC. <laughs> well, you, we've just gone through. Don't look at your phone. Don't look at your phone. Go for it. Let's see. Uh, ECU, obviously, that's one. Uh, Tulsa. Two. Tulane. Three. 
Florida Atlantic four. South Florida? No, do we we do we, we lose South Florida and Central Florida? Yep. Um, no, no, no. South Florida's still in. South Florida's still in. My bad. In fact, they're picked mm. to finish last. <laughs> uh, Rice, yeah. Texas, San Antonio. Yeah. We lost Houston. Yep. Charlotte. Yeah. Um, Dude, you're doing pretty good. Gosh. Navy. Yeah. Um, oh, dude, you got it, man. SMU Memphis. You, you left yeah. out Memphis today. But point. see, I think, and I think Memphis is on their way out. I think they're in now, but I think they're on their way out. Too. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. Hey, let's finish this exercise up. Six and four at Navy. So you're picking against ECU. They're six and five. Taking on Tulsa, the last game of the year. Now, what we need people to know, it's either going to be a Friday, November 24th, or Saturday, November 25th. It's not locked in stone yet. Uh, but it'll be announced, it says, uh, it'll be announced October 9th. So we'll know plenty in advance when it'll be. But anyway, home versus Tulsa, you're 6-5. and five. Please tell me you're picking uh, us yeah, up with the Golden Hurricane. I'm a, I, I think 7-5, and five, and I think 7-5 and five probably you know, puts us in uh, third place. Well, it would be 7-5. We were 2-2, two two, so it would be 5-3 and three in the conference. So five and three in the conference is probably fourth place. Yeah. Probably fourth. <laughs> and I think given uh and I think given the attrition from last year's team, I think that uh I think that is an incredibly respectable record for the Pirates. And I think that <coughs> even the most ardent ardent pirate fan uh should be should be happy with that. Yeah. Um I think that given um I do think that the defense is is potentially going to be the strength of this team. Um, we've been a pretty good run defense uh, team the last few seasons, but yeah, the weakness has been the secondary, um, I, and and we've been susceptible to giving up the big play. Um, yeah, I, I feel like uh, I, I feel like we need some help at safety um and and obviously in in the corner positions and and losing Malik Fleming will 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 certainly make us uh a a, a target for the for, for the passing game for most of our opponents but I'm I'm going to be optimistic um and, and I think I I think that's definitely a a homer uh a homer prognostication well, let's uh, play what if, I, and I agree, seven and five. I don't know. Let me. I'm just going to do it real quick. That was yours of seven five. Michigan. I'm going to do mine. Zero and one versus Marshall. I think they'll win that. That's one and one. At App, I think they're going to lose that. I, unfortunately, one and two at versus Gardner Webb. Easy win. That's going to be the biggest win of the year. Two and two at Rice. Whew. I'm telling where, you. Where, I, let me see where everybody's got them picked here. Everybody's got Rice in the bottom half of the conference, and they do. Pretty solidly. In fact, one player, one uh, who is David Cobb has Rice finishing last. I'm gonna. I'm with you. You called it a. You called it a win. I'm gonna call it a win. So three and two versus but I, SMU. But I think that's. <laughs> but I think that's probably, you know, it, the most important game on the schedule, given it's at home. No, no. I'm talking about. Are you talking about SMU? No, Rice oh, no, is no, on no. The road. Excuse me. Excuse yeah. me. Uh, you know, on the road. You're now, SMU is at home, and that's the Thursday night ESPN game. Dude, of these prognosticators, not that I'm putting a whole lot in them, two of them picked SMU to finish first. What, one second, 
two thirds. So everybody, uh, a lot, they all have them in the top three for the most part. Dude, I'm going to go with them and say uh, I hope that ECU would win on uh, national television, but I'm going to pick I'm going to pick SMU there. Three and three home versus Charlotte. Four and three at uh, Texas San Antonio. Another one of those teams that is going to be up there. I'm going to have them losing that, so I've got them four and four home versus Tulane. Tulane, another dude. Two, three prognosticators pick Tulane first. to win the yeah. conference. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to pick Tulane to lose or Tulane to win that one. So four and five at FAU. I'll have them winning it. That's five and five at Navy. <coughs> I think they can win that at Navy six and five versus Tulsa. So, so if we both got to seven and five. We just took different, different routes path. to get yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so I think seven and five, I'm with you. Yeah. I, and yeah, I think that, um, I think this is a, a, another, um, another aspect of the season. Yeah. I think that this is the season that will probably determine, um, yeah, where this will probably determine Mike Houston's legacy in Greenville. Um, wow. That's a pretty strong statement. And and what I mean by that is, yeah, if we are able to win seven or eight ball games, then it's going to be on the shoulders of the leadership in the athletic department to to find the booty, <laughs> the the treasure to well, to keep Houston and Greenville because there were there were and I know I'm jumping on you here, Mike, but you're absolutely right. There were rumors in this past off season of him going to a couple of different places, and that is inevitably what's going to happen. I mean, if he has, if he, dude, what if? What if, let's play the what if game here, Mike Martin. What if ECU goes to Michigan? And let's say they they don't win it, but it is, but it's a close game. It's a 42-38 game. And guess what? ECU had the ball in the last possession with a chance if they had scored, if they scored a touchdown to win or they lose by even 10 points or something like that when they're 35-point underdogs. Or what if they're able to roll into Ann Arbor and pull an Appalachian State and win that game, dude? Is Mike Houston here for the 24 season, regardless of what happens the rest of the season? Yeah. So I would like to think so. I, you know, you hear that he loves Greenville. Uh, That's what I hear all the time. That his wife and family, whom I've I've had the good fortune of meeting his wife and and their, their two boys and uh, they they seem to love Eastern North Carolina. They are um, North Carolina folks. Uh, yeah, I think I said in the past that uh, the McFalls, John and uh, Laura McFall, good Presbyterians, and uh, the proprietors of Chick Fil A in Kinston. Um, Laura actually grew up with Mike Houston, and uh, you know he Mike Houston's a good man. I mean, it, he's a good person, and uh, and by all accounts, he is invested in in our area. But if being a college football coach is, you know, being a college football coach is obviously a passion, and you know, should should we have a a a, a great season? Um, should someone come calling, I, I cannot begrudge him for, for listening and, 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 and 
even you know even accepting a, an opportunity at a at a much bigger school you know i think i think perception versus reality is is an important thing and i think as pirate fans um we our perception of who we are versus what we are there's no shame in in developing a great coach and 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 sending him out to do amazing things you know we we saw it with lincoln riley um, who went on to to be a, a tremendous coordinator at Oklahoma and then, you know, go on to coach two or three Heisman Trophy winners um, and, and high NFL draft picks and is now, um, you know, coaching Caleb Williams who at, at USC who's, you know, predicted to be, you know, a, a top candidate for the Heisman Trophy and the number one pick in the NFL next year. So we've done that, and and there's no shame in that. And um, and and if we can can send Mike Houston out to to be, you know, the next coach at you know, wherever, and, and he has tremendous success, then that turns ECU into something it gives us something to hang our hat on in a place for young uh, coaches with tremendous potential to, to come into Greenville and, and lead our program. So there's no shame in being a place where great coaches are developed. Um, yeah. And, and I, and I think that, that this is, that this is a year that, that, that will, uh, lead to determining what Mike Houston's legacy will be. Um, I think that, um, and I don't think that necessarily means we have to win seven games for it to be a success. What if, uh, you know, some of these games were toss-ups here. What if ECU goes four and eight this year? I'm just throwing that out there, four and eight, five and and seven. And and what I think I would tell you, you know, regardless of the number of wins, I think that, the competitive, the competitiveness of the games. Yeah, you know, if if we win four games and you know three of our losses are by a touchdown or less, you know they're highly competitive games. Then you know I think that that we can view this year as a win. I mean, it, the biggest thing I think is, and, and this is the world we live in now is, you know, do we develop some young guys, particularly across the offensive line, maybe some guys in our secondary and get those guys to stay? Um, because, you know, the transition portal is, um, is a huge threat. And, and, and a team like ECU is probably as great a threat as any. I mean, because – what we run the risk of with a tra- with with a transfer portal and NIL money is becoming the Oakland Athletics is you know a place where great talent is developed and then you know the the New York Yankees of college football swoop in and and pay <sighs> these kids although I'm going to interrupt you there you do know Yankees they're in last place their, yeah. yeah but no they lost their ninth straight game last night to yeah. whom 
the Washington, Washington Nationals. Nationals. Yeah, I, I loved I it. That. A two to one. That. Uh, and uh, longest losing streak in 41 years for the Yankees. It, just, it, 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 I got to tell you, I've got some deep, dark cockles in my heart. As you know, it warms the uh, deepest, yeah. darkest cockles in my heart, man, because I the, hate the Yankees, the man. Gr- the Grinch of Kenton, Brian Hanks, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. And um, for a nine straight in the ninth straight loss to yeah. my Washington Nationals, man, just tell I, them what I'm doing right now. There's a quite the grin on my man's <laughs> face. Um but, yeah, I, I think that uh, – but I do think that the developments that have taken place with the NCAA and NIL money and, and the transfer portal being what it is has created uh, has created free agency mm-hmm. in, in college athletics. And so um, – and, and there again, like Mike Houston, you know, if we – there's no shame in, in being – the school that that gets and develops young great players, um, you know, I, I I don't think that Keaton Mitchell had he not declared for the draft, I, I think he probably would have ended up transferring to an SEC school. Um, and and well, then I'm glad he went to the NFL then because I would have hated to have seen that. I would have loved for him to come back. And, well, no argument there, but here, but. The other thing about that is, Brian, is, you know, you take a kid like Keaton and and his incredible talent, ha- had he played for an SEC school or, you know, a Big 12 school or an ACC school, then, you know, he's, a dra- he's drafted. You know you're not going to make a lot of uh, ECU fans happy with this this morning. I mean, you're being realistic. I'm not denigrating you. I'm just saying there are ECU fans right now probably, and none of them have said anything to me yet, but uh, there's some ECU fans that are going to be like, what the heck is Mike Martin talking about this morning? But this isn't isn't my opinion on East Carolina University and their athletic department. This is more of a statement about the condition of the NCAA and what they – failed to create and and allowed you know our legislators to create because you know the 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 congress is who who approved nil not the ncaa and you know and and so consequently you're you're gonna see um attrition from from schools our size and who have athletic budgets similar to east carolina yeah i I've said it before, you know, I talked to Kevin Williams, the golf coach at East Carolina, and and Kevin, you know, says like, you know, NIL is gonna be, you know, NIL is gonna be a beast for, right for a school like East Carolina because we do have the um we do have the financial um capabilities to uh to keep our facilities mm-hmm. in order, but what we don't have is the ability to to pay players and keep our facilities. How could you keep a thought going notch. and you're just sitting there helping uh, Clemens get his headphones I mean, on? That was a, awesome. Well, I mean, look. And, multi-talented. Yeah. So, uh, and great to see my man, John Clemens. I, I already talked about you this morning, man. You were the first person to greet my, my, my East Carter Mariners uh, visiting uh, – Granger Stadium last night for the Wood Ducks game. I appreciate that. Very welcome. Um, that was cool to to have him out. Yeah, yeah. It was You're a lot alma of fun. mater. 
No, no it was my dad's. dad's alma mater. Oh, your dad. Oh, you're Swansboro. I'm That's Swansboro. right. That's right. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I tell you, and I just said something wrong earlier then because I said you spoke to the East Carter Red. It was Swansboro uh, graduating class. Yeah. Tell you what, let's wrap up. His, can you hang out a couple minutes? Yeah, for a second sure, hour? For okay. sure. Hey, uh, thank you so much for listening here to the first hour of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. Coming up next. The man himself, John Clemens, right here uh, in our plush, well-lit, well-protected studio on Whitehall Drive here on betonthebull.com.